This is Internet Marketing. Hello and welcome to the Internet Marketing Podcast brought to you by Site Visibility. I'm your host, Scott Colnut, and today I'm joined again by Matthew Woodward. And I say that again because, Matthew, you appeared on our podcast last in August 2019. So thanks for coming on again. No, thanks for having me back. You doing well? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Trying to uh, not work too hard, which is all, always difficult when you're working from home. You know, it's it's always there, hard to disconnect. So. <laughs> yeah, and um, when your name came up, uh, you know, we get loads of requests for podcast guests and loads of inquiries about the podcast. And your name came into our inbox, and uh, my marketing manager said to me, "Oh, the last podcast you recorded was great. Let's get you on again." Uh, so I'm really excited to have you back. <laughs> Thank uh, you. And. And uh, we're going to be talking around the topic of marketing budgets today. And we're going with a tentative title of how to make your marketing budget go further. And just to set this context up for the listeners, you know, I exchange emails with our guests prior to recording. Sometimes it's to discuss specific show outlines. Sometimes it's just to discuss a general direction. And um, I had misunderstood, I think, an email, one of your emails. And I thought that you were pro you know, reducing marketing budgets at this stage. <laughs> and um, and you came back and said, kind of, well, you didn't say this. You said, absolutely not uh, in, in, in a roundabout way. And you're the opposite. You, you're, you think that um, now is the time to, I guess, not reduce your marketing budgets and actually to stand firm. So yeah, now, now's the time to double down. Yeah, there you go to double down. So I'm just going to ask you to speak on that for a moment, just to say, you know, um, and again, the context in the world is that the pandemic has caused in the in the UK in particular a recession, but worldwide in marketing, we know it's caused people to have knee jerk reactions and potentially reduced marketing budgets as one of their first step. And so it was a great time to talk to you about this topic because right now marketers are in it. They're probably getting requests to reduce budget, achieve the same results, and that's going to be really challenging for people. So I just really wanted to know your position on you know, why marketers shouldn't reduce their budgets. Yeah. Um, right now, we're in a, a very weird position and customers are harder to come by than they once were. Ultimately, that means you've got a higher cost per acquisition for each customer. But as long as you're maintaining, you know, your marketing strategy, at least you're still bringing those leads and people through the door. Granted, the margins are going to be smaller, but usually what you tend to find is when businesses have been enjoying the the high times, they haven't been really that sharp on optimizing spend and exactly where that spend goes and monitoring if that spend is really bringing ROI and, and things. So um, we're in an interesting position because it, it forces people first to you know, make make better use of the budget they've got. But what tends to actually happen is that marketing budget gets slashed um, very aggressively. And then the reaction to that is then also to discount the product or service, you know, 20%, 30%, 50%, which um, in the long term really, really devalues your brand and your service and what you're about. You're almost saying that you don't believe in your product or service uh, enough uh, when you're doing aggressive discount marketing like that, which you're usually forced to do when you haven't got much marketing budget. From 
that's just from a kind of a general business standpoint. From a paid media standpoint, um, click costs are, are cheaper than ever before. CPMs significantly dropped. Again, you know, on the back end, you have got a higher cost per acquisition for the customer, but there's less people competing for ad space as well. So ad costs are lower, um, and that offers lots of opportunity to optimize your campaigns. Now, with SEO, which is what most people know me for, um, the SEO world is very interesting because in, 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 in a normal economy, when you're trying to rank a site, let's say you're already top 10. At that point, it's, it's a game of link building and out outdoing your competitors right you know if, if if you're competing against 10 results you can assume that at least two or three of them are actively building links to those pages to try and outrank each other right so quite often you might look at a, a search result and competitors are building links to their, their 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 pages at you know four links per month which means you've got to build five per month or six per month you know on on a very basic look at things Right now, people have pulled back on SEO spend. So before, when competitors were building four links a month, they're now building zero. So when you go out with the same spend and you're buying, you're, you're going with five links, well, you're actually getting the benefit of the full five because the first four aren't absorbed by the competitors' efforts. So right now... I, I don't believe right now is a time to be cutting marketing budget. It's definitely the time to be looking, are you using the marketing budget you have in the right way? And it's definitely the time to be looking at, okay, once I know what is the right way, doubling down on what is actually working right in the present moment for the business. So that is my overall position on why you should not be cutting marketing budget and you should actually be looking to increase or double down. There's lots of interesting elements trying to break down and remember kind of all of the advice that you shared there. But uh, I guess the thing that stands out to me is number one, in terms of winning customers, it's you, you noted that it's more difficult. Um, so you need to be spending, you need to be thinking about the long term there. So spend marketing budget to acquire the customers right now um, for the long term. I guess people maybe are thinking a little bit too short term and you've got the long term marketing to think about yeah. from a, from a paid perspective. Um, there is perhaps less competition right now isn't in a roundabout way what you're saying in some areas yes. and so it's actually a good time to invest in in paid marketing in particular if you need to acquire new customers yes um so that's a really interesting advice but the thing that, and this really stood out to me more than anything and it makes a lot of sense and it's not a way that i've really thought about it too much yet but and do correct me if i'm wrong on this you're you're essentially saying that actually marketers you know businesses are perhaps inefficient with their marketing spend already and there are maybe areas in which they can keep at least the same level of marketing spend but make some cost effective tweaks that's so that right. they can t so they don't need to reduce budget right yeah that's um, right and and, and over time really those, even if you are very strict on how you manage budget and things like that over time things just creep in so now is a great time to kind of clear the deck and look are we making the best use of of marketing spend you know Quite often when I do SEO reviews for people and, and, and look at the links they're acquiring, 40 to 60% of them are not offering any value whatsoever, zero. So, you know, if you were to take that 60% wasted link spend and, and use it on links that actually move the needle, 
that have a huge impact for the business, not just from an expense point of view, but then from the income it generates a little further down the line. The same um, with a lot of paid campaigns. Quite often, you're just running campaigns for the sake of running them, not because they're profitable on an individual level. There's, there's usually tons of opportunities hidden in there. Um, things like conversion rate optimization across your site. You know, I I did a, did an experiment many years ago, but it, it really showed me the power of words in, in your marketing. And all we did was change the word from get your to claim your, and that increased conversion by 40%. We changed one word. We changed from get, which is passive. You don't do anything. You just get it to claim, which means they've got to take action in order to get something. And that was that is just a single word change in a headline, 40% uplift. Mm. So, you know, times like these, when your back's up against a wall and you've really got to make the marketing budget work, optimizing your existing spend is a way better option than reducing the the, the budget. And um, I think that's uh, really interesting. And one thing that I've seen actually is the the renewed focus on conversion rate optimization. It's one of those things now, just from an agency standpoint, we're seeing more of a demand for that. And it makes sense, right? Because I think people, not everyone, again, this is quite a general, general statement, but um, perhaps conversion rate optimization has gone under the radar. And now people are looking to do more with the budget that they have. And they realize that conversion rate optimization is the answer. And so that's something I'm seeing more of. Yeah. But I'm I'm keen to know from your perspective, um, are there any general trends in cost-effective ways in which people can maybe make their marketing budget go further, going back to the title, kind of specific things that you've seen either across paid media or SEO where you think, well, actually, there's a trend there that people are using that spending effectively? Um, I'm deeply rooted in, in SEO. Um, and... I think that most people's SEO spend is wasted on links. So we can talk about that in, 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 in a fair amount of detail because there are some basic telltale signs that you can look at to figure out if you are wasting budget on link building, first of all, right? Before then deciding where to do it right. On top of that, even if you don't know anything about SEO, there are a number of small tasks that you can do that will have a great impact on your search visibility. So first of all, I, I, uh, let me talk about that, the, the, the quick win SEO strategies, the quick win SEO processes. These are things that do. you can do um, if you've got zero budget um, other than, than elbow grease budget, you know, putting a time and effort in. Um, so <laughs> I like these strategies. Um, these are the, these are the strategies that that we teach to our junior SEOs. Um, we teach, and, and by when I say junior SEOs, um, they're not really SEOs yet. We 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 take we take in SEO virgins and uh, mold them, so to speak. But one of the first tasks we we give them to to, to start learning is our quick win SEO process because um, it's easy to learn. It's relatively simple for them to, to to execute it, and most importantly, it delivers results. And that's a great morale boost for for a new team member to come in, take action on something and see results right it it, it 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 really gels them into the company well but it works in in 
for every site to to increase their search traffic. The only requirement is that you already get some level of search traffic from Google. It doesn't matter how much traffic, but you must already be getting established organic search traffic from Google. Now, how the process works, we, well, we actually built a, an internal tool that generates a strategy for you. So if you want that tool, you can head to the matthewwoodward.co.uk homepage and it's up at the top there. I'm sure you'll put a link in the show notes, the, the quick win SEO strategy. Um, but essentially what the tool does is it finds all of your keywords that are ranking between positions two and 19. So that's the top of page one and the bottom of page two. And then based on where they're ranking, it recommends a specific set of tasks to complete in order to increase the search traffic. Now, one of those tasks is, for example, if you're sat on the first page between rank two and nine, it's going to tell you to attempt to steal the featured snippet. The featured snippet is quite often the result you see. If you do a search right at the top, it's usually in a little box. It stands out from everything else right at the top. Um, it's usually got the text about this featured snippet underneath. Um, but if you're ranking on page one, it's often very easy to steal that position with no link building and no spend whatsoever. Essentially, you just look at what's already ranking and replicate that on your page. So, for example, the result with the featured snippet right there at the top, they might have a header that's got like a H3 header with exact match keyword and then two paragraphs of text after it. You need to replicate the same on your page, let Google know you've made the changes, and hopefully you steal that featured snippet. If you don't steal it immediately, you certainly set yourself up for um, as Google digests your changes to, to steal that. You know, little tasks like that cost absolutely nothing to do. It takes around five minutes to steal a featured snippet. And you're probably going to hit a success rate between 30 and 40%. So for every 10 you do, three or four you're going to steal. And that can change the bottom line of a business quite significantly. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to do. And that's just one of the the, the several processes, depending on where you're ranking, that, that, that you need to apply. So that 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 strategy is is great for any business regardless of of your stance on marketing budget or what you've got available or not if you've got any juniors in the business or anyone even the ceo could do it you know if they've got time on their hands um just following through that get, gets great results and uh, impacts the bottom line directly hi this is kara swisher and i want to talk to you about my new podcast for the new york times called sway if you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. Mm, and, and so in a... I guess in a way, as, as you're talking through this, what I'm thinking about is that if so one area, maybe we'll go into this in a moment, one area that you see marketing budget potentially being wasted is through link building a little bit more. Yes. And one way in which you can reduce your spend is on link building and then to invest in the tactics and the kind of things you were just talking about. Yeah, well, um, often people spend so much on links and they don't pay attention to technical on SEO. 
Um, and, and quite often it's, mm. it's a scary subject, right? But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a step-by-step process. If you can follow a recipe, you can follow the process as we've presented it. And it's mm. essentially looking at what have we got in terms of rankings right now and what tweaks can we do? What specific things can we do to improve the positions of them? Now, 99% of time, people's answer to that is build more links, right? Um, right. But that's not always the, the the case. You can, you know, featured snippet theft takes five minutes, few small tweaks, gets great results. Adding structured data to a page like FAQs, if it doesn't bring you up the rankings, it increases your real estate on the search results. It increases your click-through rate. Internal linking, something that many, 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 many people ignore, but actually just deploying some strategic internal links and updating the existing internal links has a huge impact, huge impact. But I guess you don't know what you don't know, right? (laughs) So Mm. most people's answer is build more links. Often the right answer is make these small changes first, follow a, a, a a quick win process and then if you're not in the desired position then go and start looking at investing time and budget into link building it shouldn't just be the default go-to right um Mm. because link building you know we'll talk about that in a moment but link building in itself offers lots of opportunities to waste budget so it should never be the the go-to strategy when you're in those top two rankings to just bring you up there. Um, it may be part of your final strategy, but it shouldn't be the first thing you do. First of all, you should take care of some some basic technical SEO checks, some basic things that don't take much time at all to, to do. Sit back, observe that result, and then make a decision about the link building. So on that on that note and moving into the topic of link building, so there is still that lure um, and you, you kind of just described it as you were talking that there's a lure of link building and to spend money on it. And um, you were just saying there, you know, we'll go on to the topic and about maybe why you should avoid spending on it and some of the, I guess, pitfalls in wanting to spend money on it. So could could you maybe speak on your experience and your observations of what's happening happening in the link building space and, and maybe where that lure of spending money on link building comes from? Okay, well, link building, there's no doubt about it. It is the most powerful ranking factor. It is. That's why people are so obsessed with it. But because of that, they often can't see the woods for the trees. You end up, by ignoring technical SEO, significantly increasing the amount of budget you need to spend on links. I've got a case study on the blog where we 14 times search traffic in the health niche and we're competing against big brands like uh, in the UK, Holland and Barrett. I don't know what a US equivalent would be of that brand. No, I'm not sure, but uh, compete against big, big brands. And we 14 times search traffic with 76 links in a highly competitive niche. And the reason we did that was because of the sound technical SEO base. So, you know, and, and competitors had thousands of links, you know. So link building, the reason it's a law is because of its power. However, mm. if that power is not underpinned with a great foundation, the cost of link building can be huge, you know, in terms of time invested and and, and the financial commitment as well. Mm. So it's 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 like the dragon right people are completely always chasing the dragon with 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 link building and it's not always 
the right thing to do and there's so many ways that you can get stung as well um and people do get stung a lot yeah it's funny you say that because uh as you were talking what was going through my mind is that and i've always had this kind of view and thought a link when you, when you get into the process of buying links and thinking that that's the kind of answer to your whether marketing or just seo problems or solution it's like it is crack it's the marketing equivalent of crack and you yes. use the phrase chasing the dragon but it is a drug it's it gets addictive it's a and there's a large part of vanity involved in in people just wanting more and more links and so i mean largely i'm in agreement with you in that um that there's so much wasted ad spend that goes into links and it's much better if you can spend your money on some of those seo elements we were just talking about particularly that particularly the technical seo health of your site and then the i guess you refer to it as kind of content optimization elements as well yeah um internally we call it our quick win seo process uh, right i guess externally we call it that as well um but yeah you know that 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 quick win process we run every three months on every site mm. and so it's about so it's it, about looking at, at seo as a kind of recurring habit um for those elements in particular and looking yes. to that as opposed to buying links yeah yeah because the the search results move and shift for for significantly within a month so after mm. three months is usually a, a and, and the first step of the quick win SEO process is find all of the current opportunities available to you. And that changes regularly. So we, we find the opportunities, we act on it, we wait 90 days later, three months, we run it again, act on a new opportunities. It's a continuous cycle. And some of those then on top of, of that then need link building. Yeah. Um, so um, I think where most people struggle with link building first of all is there's the big debate about whether you should buy links um this is 2020 uh, unfortunately just like the farmer knows the value of a pint of milk the site owner knows the value of a link mm. links very now are very much a, a, a commodity just like milk just like bread, just like anything. They're a commodity, right? And people now know that they have value. Back in 2012, some, yeah, around there, people didn't really know. Uh, link building was easy. It was cheap. But now, if you do any kind of outreach, you usually get a response and they're like, yeah, we'll publish it, but there's a there's a publishing fee, you know, like a 100 book publishing fee, $100, you know? So paid links now is just part of the game. And it is against Google's guidelines, and there, there are stupid things that you can do that will get caught and completely waste your spend and, and other things, and, and we'll tackle those in, in the in in the rest of the episode. But um, it, it, it's just part of the game, right? And if you are a business that doesn't have in-house link building team, you have to outsource it. You just have to. Um, and most businesses should because link building done right is a very specialist skill. But equally, you need to have someone in the business who's who's looking at link building and making sure it's being done right. Because if it's being done wrong, first of all, the links aren't going to help. They're going to deliver absolutely zero SEO value. So you might as well have set the money on fire because <laughs> at least you would have been warm for five seconds. And secondly, the, the the links that people do get, well, well, we'll we'll go through to kind of explain how you should be looking at link building and reviewing things internally because if it's done wrong, it's going to cost your business significantly. 
Okay, so um, so maybe um, let's talk to, talk there for a moment about. So if there are businesses there, and um, particularly from an SEO standpoint, you know that links are important to your SEO strategy. Um, I guess speaking cost effectively, what are some techniques that maybe you've used or you can discuss um, that are useful for keeping link building cost effective? Okay, so cost effective is 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 all about making sure you're getting value from your money, right? So, um. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is they buy cheap links. It's important that that you understand what actually goes into a quality link. If you're using an agency or or a service or, or, or however you're sourcing a link, what actually goes into a high quality link? What costs are there behind that? So, most sites charge a publishing fee, depending on the strength of the site and the niche. This can be anywhere between $50 and $500. Typically, a, a, on an average, a quality publisher placement is going to be in the $150 mark. Um, there's a very large scale there. I'm speaking very broadly there. But about $150, you can expect to be paying a publishing fee on a good site. Then you need a writer to create a thousand word article. Again, has an additional cost to it. Then you need someone that does all of the admin. They do all of the outreach. They send an email to the site. They arrange the publishing of the content. They take care of the payment. um, They manage the order, right? And then uh, there needs to be some level of quality control behind it. You need to review the link and make sure that it's you know, in safe and it passing juice and various other things, right? So you have a lot of costs that go into a high quality outreach based link. So when you see people offering genuine outreach link building services and they're like fifty dollars a post, you're not actually buying a genuine outreach based link. What you're actually buying is a post on their private blog network despite it being advertised otherwise. So one of the, the the biggest indicators that you can use is the cost of the link. The you know building a quality link has a number of fixed costs mm. and it's more than fifty dollars. So <laughs> <laughs> that's usually you know the first alarm bells that you should be uh you know, paying attention to. Um, good, 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 good links are going to be anywhere from $150 up. Genuine outreach-based links. And, oh. and actually, on a, on a similar note, um, so one of my questions, just thinking about this topic about marketing budgets, and, and you can be specific to SEO budgets if that's kind of the area of experience that you can draw most from in terms of your answer on this. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to know that you, you kind of alluded to it then as you were talking, the most common oversights that people that you see when people are calculating their marketing budgets so you talk there about link building and the fact that you know you might need a specialist link builder you've got the publishing fee it isn't just you know a simple transaction there's work behind the scenes so is there anything else when it comes to marketing budgets or specifically seo budgets that you just think is commonly missed as as an oversight um you get what you pay for and Typically, what we'll find is, and actually the, 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 the next point that builds into this, um, is if you're currently sourcing links from somewhere, and when you're reviewing them, they have a write for us page, which is quite common to see. I assure you that's not passing you 
any link quality whatsoever. Now, what is a right for us page? It's a page that you publish on your site that advertises the fact that you publish guest posts for people. Um, these pages usually only exist to manipulate Google. They usually only exist to sell link building placements. And you usually only find them on low quality sites. Now, when it comes to link building budget, it can be very, very tempting to look at those $50 guest post outreach links and be like, whoa, well, I could buy four of those for one of these. So I'm getting four times as much value as I am if I buy one of these. But that's not the case because it's likely those four cheap ones are from either mass farmed site networks they're from right sites that have right for us pages which um again means they have a heavily farmed they're usually spammed to death with irrelevant content from you know dog training to construction advice um they usually have external links to sites in in like adult or pharmaceuticals or porn and, and really questionable linking neighborhoods and you know for Google to come along and devalue all links coming from those kinds of sites is very easy. Even, even you know, a, a talent-challenged engineer could write code to, to detect and devalue uh, links coming from sites with, with write-for-us pages. Um, the problem is most link-building services, what they do is they just go to Google and they just scrape a big list of sites that have right for us pages <laughs> and then send them an email and say how much to publish a guest post and then just sell that onto you, right? So, you know, that's a, it's, a, it's, it's another indication of are you wasting your SEO budget? Look at the links that you're currently getting, wherever you're getting them from, and look, are there right for us pages in the header, the side nav, or the footer? Um, if there is, that money was completely and utterly wasted. You might as well have set it on fire. The problem is most link building services source their links that way. And that's why I say that the vast majority of sites that I look at uh, and, and client stuff, their link building budget is their biggest cost and their biggest waste hmm. because uh, this is commonplace. The, 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 there's only a handful of services that actively filter out sites with right for us pages and, and things like that. Anyone that's listening that does anything with SEO, it's likely you have an account with Ahrefs or SEMrush. Um, another quality control factor you can pay attention to with, with link building is ideally you only want links from sites that have traffic from Google. So the, people have different requirements for me. I want a link from a site that's got at least 500 organic visitors per month because then we inherently know that Google trusts this site enough to send them traffic. Therefore, we can trust that site to send us a link. What you tend to find with the, the cheaper services, you know, your $50 placements, uh, if you look at them in Ahrefs or SEMrush, you usually have zero organic traffic or they used to have organic traffic, but now they've been penalized and completely worthless uh, and link building um aside for a moment I, I just want to 
more broadly in terms of SEO budget. And I'm going back to thinking about the technical aspect you were talking about. Yes. Because one thing, one thing that I see is almost an underappreciation of the budget that's required to do technical SEO well, or to just not even well, just to have budget reserved for technical SEO. And what I mean by that is that I guess I see a lot of, from from an agency standpoint, we'll sometimes have clients or prospects who will invest in SEO, but not realize that the our SEO engineers are going to make recommendations that will probably have some kind of development costs down the line. And so I guess the development costs aren't factored in. So I, I think that it's just in general, I see an underappreciation of technical SEO and, and the budget assigned to that. I'm just curious to know whether that's something that you see too. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you, it's a cliche conversation. The the the, the clients like, yeah, I want to increase my search traffic, uh, and I'm like, you know, tell me more about your on-page SEO. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. There's no problem with the site. It's absolutely perfect. It's perfectly optimized. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. And it never is. There's always huge holes. Like mm-hmm. I've had that conversation at least a thousand times. Like every client thinks their site is perfect. No, no, Google's gonna love it. Uh, no, 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 no. Like you've not even got like it takes 15 seconds to load. What are you talking about? Like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. every single client, right? is obsessed with the fact that their site is already perfect all they need is links i think maybe one or two times in the last eight years that has been true um (laughs) so yeah uh, you know oftentimes it does require development if you're not using a platform like shopify or wordpress it can require custom development. If you are using a platform, it can require investment in premium plugins. Um, site speed is one of the things where we see huge benefits within weeks of, of taking care of that. Now, if you're running WordPress WooCommerce, the easy, easy peasy fix to that is install WP Rocket, install Perf Matters, set up a CDN and do some image compression with Imageify or uh, Short Pixel or, or whatever your chosen one is. You do those four things, your site speed increases, your search traffic will increase. We see that nearly all of the time that we do it, but that has costs associated with it. Um, you know, if you're running WordPress, that's going to run you about two to three hundred dollars. If you if you're running something custom, well, then you can be looking more towards a two to four thousand dollars or something like that. So, yeah, setting aside budget for technical SEO is important. And um, it, in my in my opinion, until technical SEO is right, one hundred percent of your link budget is wasted. And you'd be better spending 100% of your budget getting the technical SEO right in those first months of the campaign. And then once that's right, move the budget to content creation and link building. I like to think of it like a house. The foundation is is the technical. The first floors are content. Top floors are links. Uh, you got to have your house in order, you know. So yeah. assigning budget is, is very fluid in an SEO campaign in, in how it moves. And of course, every business is starting their SEO journey from a different point. Mm. Um, but very rarely is a business starting their SEO journey with sound technical SEO, even though they think they are. <laughs> mm. Well, I think that's a great piece of advice, not only for businesses, but for marketers when, you know, when you're, when you're an agency or you're a consultant and you're thinking about 
you're pitching for a project it's very easy to co- get caught up in the the kind of I- the big idea the content marketing aspects the link building whatever it is in relation to seo in particular yeah. and like you said it's um you, you're really setting yourself up to fail um, because if the technical seo considerations aren't factored into the budget that you're requesting it's more like you said nine times out of ten it's gonna it's gonna fall flat um, well, and it's it, only it, a matter of if time. it doesn't fall flat um you, you you end up spending three or four times more on links than you needed to well all that yeah yeah um you know uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll put it in the notes for the listeners but i really want you to look at, at the, the 14 time search traffic case study uh, there's a video and, and quite a long post that takes you behind the scenes we, we went from 2,000 visitors a month to 38,000 in eight months we only built 76 links despite competing sites having thousands that success was because of the sound technical seo base so rather than spending the money to acquire a thousand links we spent the money to acquire 76 it's 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 you know it it saves you so much budget moving forward and ultimately headache stress and and everything else that goes alongside with trying to rank a site you know um it's it's super important to pay attention to so so in closing because you just touched on one link there which i will include in the show notes but are there any other resources uh, links to articles or frameworks um, that you can recommend that either do one of two things either help people i guess prioritize their marketing strategy or maybe their seo strategy so that they can save money that's number one and second to that any any articles or resources where people can that you find particularly useful for actually just setting your marketing budgets and around that topic anything that you've got to share yeah. Um, so, I mean, the quick win SEO process itself will give you all of the opportunities that you can act on without spending any money right now. At the end of that, you'll then know which opportunities are worth spending link budget on with the lessons that, that we've spoken about. In terms of setting budget for SEO, it's often fluid. We've spoke about that. Um, mm-hmm. Technical SEO, content and link building. Budget should really be as much as the business can allow as long as you're using it in the right way. What I find a lot of people do wrong with SEO budgets is they spread themselves too thin. For example, they try and attack five pages and keywords at the same time when really they'd be better focusing that budget on just two of them. Once they're getting the results and the sales, then they can go after the next two, but then they're also delivering ROI, which warrants a case for more budget. In terms of coming up with what that number is, it, it, it's different for everyone and everyone's at a different place in their SEO journey. But let's assume you've got the technical SEO right. Let's assume you've got the content right. Then it's just link building. So your budget should be set based on how many good links do I need to build in order to be in line with what's currently in the top 10. That could be two links, could be 20 links. It, it depends on on a keyword and page by page basis but your budget should always be spent on the keywords that are going to bring you the most roi and the most conversions not the most traffic that's the right way to make use of your seo budget that's a perfect way to end the podcast today but before i let you go uh, matt can you let our listeners know where they can find and connect with you Yeah, uh, I'm mostly known for my SEO blog, matthewwoodward.co.uk. 
if you want to reach out to me, there's, there's a number of ways there. All my social channels are on there as a contact form. Any comments that you write on there, I'll get. I'll answer any questions personally. On the homepage there, you'll find the Quick Win SEO process that we, we've spoken about. So, yeah, please, anyone listening, if you've got any specific SEO problems, questions, or you want me to review something or, or give you some kind of direction, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'll, I'll be here to answer all of your questions. Brilliant. Thanks a lot for that, Matt. Like I said, I'll link to all of those uh, items in the show notes. This has been the Internet Marketing Podcast from Site Visibility. You can find everything you need at sitevisibility.co.uk. And for now, Matt, I just uh, thank you very much for appearing again for a second time and uh, wish you all the best uh, moving forward and for the rest of your day. Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you for having me on. And, and, and please remember, people, that the stupid questions are the ones you don't ask. So don't hesitate to reach out if you've got any question. Yeah, send them in so we can cover them on future podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Matt. Take care. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.